Barbara Rodriguez, CBS News. Dan, which do you prefer, classic round or thin crust pizza? Hmm, that's tough, Charlotte. I love both. Well, great news. Little Caesars has a terrific deal with a large, crispy, and thin crust pepperoni pizza for only $7.99. Thin and crispy pepperoni for $7.99? Yep, and it's every day, hot and ready at Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge. I'm cruising my 59 to Little Caesars for a thin and crispy pepperoni for only $7.99. Dan, can I have a ride? Whether you're in pursuit of a transferable degree or need training to jumpstart a great career, your future starts at Mineral Area College. Max tuition is affordable, substantially less than a university, and we're close to home with locations in Park Hills, Fredericktown, Potosi, and Perryville. Interested in online classes? We offer those too. We've been creating student success stories since 1922. There's no better time to start yours. Apply online at mineralarea.edu. AM 1240 KFMO. The start of your day begins with the start. I need my news, weather, and sports. I'm Mike Ramsey reporting. Weather at 12 and 40 every hour. I'm Jared Pettis. We check sports. And now the start on AM 1240 KFMO. Oh, good morning to you. How is it going this morning? It's early. I know. I know. And uh, our, our newscasts are here today anyway, taking on a preponderance of uh governmental news and i just you know the missouri legislature kicked back in with another session wednesday they started they opened the session what was it noon i believe uh noon twelve thirty, and uh, it's not been in session very long just a day or two so today will be like uh, what day three of the session and we have more News about uh, voting, early voting for 2024. We, we have three elections this year, one being a presidential election. We'll have state offices open across the board. All of those, like governor, secretary of state, treasurer, uh, you know, just all the state offices. They'll be up for grabs. And then you have local elections, too. So you're looking at April, August, and November. We have a story with Kevin Engler about early voting and how absentee, in-person absentee voting is really convenient for many people, uh, plus other political news, too. And some other stuff we've dug up for you, so stick around. And in the meantime, I'll remind you, it is Friday. Yeah, boy, that feels good. And it's Friday, January 5th. Microsoft is adding a new button to the keyboard for artificial intelligence. Oh, now what? Uh-oh. <laughs> Look, let's see. Uh, guess how long it's been since a new key was added to their keyboards. Three decades. But starting this month, some of the new PCs that run Windows will have a brand new button that will launch you right into artificial intelligence. Hmm. It's called the Copilot key which will send you to the system's AI chatbot. Microsoft says it's to simplify people's computer experiences and to make 2024 the year of the AI PC. I don't, I don't know. I don't really, I, I'm, I would say I'm a very private person, but you might think that's kind of ridiculous hearing that from somebody who's on the radio every morning reading newscasts that talking to all these different uh, people in the area. 
for various interviews on different aspects of the community. Uh, yeah, sure, I'm a real private person, but uh, I kind of really am, and I just don't think, I don't know, I don't really know if AI intruding into my life, especially that much, is going to be beneficial. It almost seems like no matter where you turn, there's going to be some artificial intelligence unless you just completely disconnect from technology. And I don't know, I, I will there possibly be a place, maybe that's a new business for somebody. Instead of a bed and breakfast, uh, open up a bed and breakfast where there's absolutely no technology, really. Maybe there'd be a little bit just to keep heat on or something like that. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too picky. Uh, it, it would deserve a lot of discussion, I think. I really think. Um, let's see. That's an AI story for you. We're just about ready for news. We need to get into news next here at KFMO. Looking for great quality, great prices, and great customer service? Hi, I'm Trent Cuiava, owner of Cornerstone Furniture and Mattress, located in Park Hills, formerly Patsy's Furniture. I personally invite you to stop by and check out our showroom where we offer top brands such as Ashley, Smith Brothers, Fusion, Kimball Mattresses, and more. At Cornerstone Furniture and Mattress, you'll get free delivery and setup. Financing options are available. Stop by and see us. And find us on Facebook, Cornerstone Furniture and Mattress, where we turn your house into a home. To everyone who believes family is what mealtime is all about, let our guest Amy share what she loves about Culver's. From the moment my family walked in, we knew Culver's was the place for us. There's just something nice about a cooked-to-order butter burger and creamy, fresh frozen custard that tastes like it was made just for you. But time with family? Now that's what's really special. Stop in and experience what mealtime means at Culver's. From, From Wisconsin, Wisconsin with love, love, welcome to delicious. Visit your local Culver's on Karsh Boulevard in Farmington. Local news you can trust. This is the Parkland's Freedom Leader, AM 1240 KFMO. Here's Mike Ramsey. Good morning. It's Friday, January 5th, the time 11 minutes after 7 o'clock. In this newscast, we're going to hear about the diverse amount of items Missouri senators want to accomplish this session, and some of those things are leftovers from last session. Early voting this year is being encouraged in the 2024 elections. We'll talk with St. Francis County Clerk Kevin Engler and meteorologists with the National Weather Service say there is a chance of several inches of snow next week around Tuesday. A meteorologist with the St. Louis Office of the Weather Service, Chris Kimball, says whether or not we get snow in the parkland depends on what direction the storm takes as it moves through Missouri. So uh, on Tuesday, that's when we're expecting the, the main impacts from the next system. Um, again, whether that's rain or snow will depend on the ultimate track. It does look like someone in our region will get significant snow from this. According to Kimball, snow amounts could be anywhere from three to six inches, although the precipitation could turn out to be mostly rain. Early voting is being encouraged in the 2024 elections. St. Francis County Clerk Kevin Engler says with the three elections, including presidential, state, and local this year, coming into the office for in-person, absentee voting is a convenient way to cast your vote. I don't like absentee ballots through the mail. We'll do them because we've got a lot of shut-ins, but 
the absentee in person where they come in and they're properly identified, I, it just ha- helps more people participate. There are people that work in St. Louis. There are people that work on the road. They're drove the road truck drivers. There are people that work out of the area, and it's difficult for them to get there in one day. The people that go to the, the polls and don't want to wait in a half-an-hour line. In other news, there are a diverse amount of items Missouri senators want to accomplish during the legislative session that's currently underway. Lawmakers may take another look at who can own land in Missouri. Missouri Senate reporter Dean Morgan has this update. Missouri Senate President Pro Tem Caleb Rudd of Columbia says the Missouri Senate sent a version of language restricting foreign ownership of Missouri property to the Missouri House of Representatives last year. I thought the package that we sent over and that was in the House's hands was good. I think it would have accomplished a great deal of what we wanted to accomplish. Just this week, the governor signed an executive order banning foreign land ownership with certain restrictions. Education also remains a priority. In this case, the number of days schools hold classes is the issue. Senator Doug Beck of St. Louis says he added a five-day requirement to a measure that did not pass in 2023. I am determined to get it done next year. We have a path, I believe, as we go forward, it'll be my number one bill that I file. The second regular session of the 102nd General Assembly started on Wednesday. The first full week of session will begin on Monday. Reporting from the state capitol, I'm Dean Morgan. And that's news from AM 1240. I'm Mike Ramsey reporting for KFMO News from the Collins News Desk. It's Friday, January 5th, and it's 714. Check the weather real quick for you. It looks like we have for today, right now, fair skies, 26 degrees, and that's what it feels like. No wind chill to report. There's a slight chance of snow after 2 p.m. today, cloudy with a high of 41 Tonight, rain and snow likely before 4 a.m., then a slight chance of rain between about 4 a.m. and 5 a.m., cloudy with a low around 32. Then tomorrow, Saturday, a slight chance of rain mainly after 5, cloudy with a high of 45 degrees, but mostly sunny Sunday, a high near 47. It's time for sports here at KFMO with Jared Pettis. Remember also to see our website, kfmo.com. It's time for a look at sports. I'm Jared Pennis on the local site Girls Basketball Thursday from Bismarck as the Lady Indians played host to the Valley Catholic Lady Warriors in an MAAA small school showdown. And our own Glenn Berry has the recap of a broadcast game from Bismarck. The Valley Catholic Lady Warriors and the Bismarck Lady Indians squared off in an MAAA small school conference matchup on Thursday night in Bismarck. Valley used a hectic offense and a quick defense to hold off several Bismarck rallies and take the victory 41-30. to Valley's offense, as Coach Brian Bowman describes it, wins games in an ugly fashion, causing the opposition to turn the ball over and wearing them down with their speed. On Thursday night, they did just that, controlling the boards early, causing 22 Bismarck turnovers and leaving a Bismarck team too tired to even shoot free throws. Bismarck did lead 13-10 after one, but Valley took the lead in the second and never relinquished it, winning it 41-33. After the game, Valley head coach Brian Bowman talked about the ugly way that Valley chalks up the wins. How many missed shots do we have within five feet? Yeah. You know, we're going to have that. Uh, we're going to have silly turnovers and stuff like that. But at the same time, we're going to keep coming. We're going to keep coming at people. We got a lot of athleticism. We got a lot of legs. We got a lot of youth or whatever, so we can get people in and out. So, yeah, it, our games aren't going to be pretty, but we're not going anywhere. We're, 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 we're going to be on them all game long. And I think that helped tonight. I really think we kind of wore them down a little bit. We had the bigger bench, the deeper bench and stuff like that, and we told them that at halftime. Bismarck head coach Tori Cato said it was all about rebounding last night. Valley Catholic did a great job attacking the boards. 
Um, we just literally could not take a single play off, even take advantage of the ball at our hip. They were hungry for that, and I think really that was a big difference maker for us because they got a lot of second and third chances, and we just could not seem to secure rebounds. Um, we didn't get very many second and third chances, and that's really not normal. Usually Alyssa Brake and Ashley Hawkins pretty much own the boards, um, but tonight they just they really battled, Valley did down low, and it really hurt us. And I think that kind of took us a little bit out of our element. Here's an interesting stat. Both teams finished with 32 rebounds. However, most of Bismarck's numbers came later in the game as they fought to catch up. Their free throw shooting also left much to be desired, shooting only 5 of 20 from the line. Valley Catholic was led in scoring by Brooklyn Wybrick. She had 13. She added 10 rebounds for the double-double. Madeline Grifford finished with 11, and Addison Wybrick added 6. Bismarck was led in scoring by Alyssa Brake with 10. She also had 10 rebounds for the double-double. Haley Dickey had 8, and the usual leading scorer, Ashley Hawkins, was held to 6. Bismarck plays West County next week, while Valley takes on St. Vincent on Monday. Once again, Valley Catholic wins it 41-33 over Bismarck to improve to 10-3 overall, 2-0 in MAAA small school conference play, while Bismarck drops to 6-3, 0-1 in conference play. For KFMO B104 Sports, I'm Glenn Berry. Glenn, thanks. Other girls basketball action from Thursday. Arcadia Valley was at home against Jefferson. The Lady Blue Jays beat the Lady Tigers 54-49, while the Central Lady Rebels traveled to West County and beat the Lady Bulldogs 75-40. The Farmington Knights topped Dexter 81-57, and the North County Lady Raiders fall on their home floor to the Jackson Lady Indians 60-37, and the Potosi Lady Trojans were at home against Sullivan and the Lady Trojans win it 57-36. Boys basketball in a small school conference game, Arcadia Valley and Valley Catholic. It was at Valley Catholic High School, and Arcadia Valley wins it 69-64. Coming up today on the local side, boys basketball, a broadcast game from West County as the Bulldogs play host to the Kingston Cougars in a small school showdown on the boys' side today. Large school conference play, Potosi is at Central, while Fredericktown hosts Farmington, and the North County Raiders travel to St. Genevieve and take on the Dragons. And the St. Paul Lutheran Giants host St. Pius. And in the Bourbon Championship game tonight, the top seed Vienna goes up against the two seed Valley Caledonia. That one tips off at 8.30. Again, our broadcast tonight, Kingston at West County. You can hear it on AM 1240 KFMO with pregame starting at 7, tip off at 7.30. You can also tune in on the app on your mobile device. That's the KFMO app and online at kfmosports.com. From there to the ice at Enterprise Center and NHL, the St. Louis Blues beat the Vancouver Canucks in their final home game before a one-game road trip out east in Carolina on Saturday. Alex Ferrario has the recap from yesterday's action between the Blues and Canucks. The Blues return to action after four days off to take on the first place Vancouver Canucks. They would score the first goal of the game less than two minutes in. Connor Garland beating Jordan Bennington, but then from there it was all St. Louis. No goals scored the rest of that first period. The Blues would score first. Colton Pareko's seventh goal of the season less than five minutes into the second period. The Blues would outshoot the Canucks in the second and third period 21 to 17 and then Robert Thomas would get the game winner the night he was named an all-star his 16th goal 
of the season to beat Thatcher Demko and the Vancouver Canucks. A 2-1 final score as the Blues move to 19-17-1 on the year. They'll be back at it on Saturday with a road matchup against the Carolina Hurricanes. 7 o'clock puck drop, 6.30 pregame skate on the St. Louis Blues Radio Network. Alex, thanks. Blues goaltender Jordan Bennington says the team will need to win tight games like last night to have success this season. We've kind of been committing to a way, a strong way to play and um, putting ourselves in these tight games where we can come up and come up with points, and I think that's what we're working towards. So tonight, you know, tight game to the end, and then uh, Robbie Thomas and Scotty Scotty P throw a huge play in there and put us up top. So um, it's what you like to see, right? Just just hard hard battle games. In other NHL news, it was announced on Thursday the players that will be named to the All Star rosters. One from each team was selected, and the Blues representative, its center Robert Thomas. Here's interim head coach Drew Bannister on center Robert Thomas being named to the All Star team. Well deserved. Uh, since I've been here, he he's been an outstanding player for us and has seen some real tough minutes, and he seems to be thriving and getting better on it. And at every every game, he's He's continuing to to push himself and push his teammates, um, you know, so excited for him. And Robert Thomas spoke after the game after being named to the All-Star team this year. I wouldn't be there without my teammates. They uh, got me to the point I am this year, and uh, it's a pretty special accomplishment for me, uh, especially going back to Toronto. It'll be uh, pretty special, and my family and friends are pretty pumped. Coach Bannister again, what is he seeing from center Robert Thomas that is making him an elite NHL player? He's becoming a more mature professional hockey player and understanding what he needs to do as a player uh, to give our team an opportunity of success and it's I think the the offensive side comes very easy to him um, obviously he has to work at it but he sees the ice so well um, you know he's shooting the puck a lot more like he's built that into his game. The Blues are back at it on Saturday when they travel to Carolina and take on the Hurricanes. Coverage starts at 6.30 on B104.3, puck drop at 7. The Blues will then return home to Enterprise Center Tuesday and play the Florida Panthers. NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs wrap up their regular season Sunday in Los Angeles against the Chargers. 2 o'clock pregame on KFMO, kickoff at 3.25. And NCAA basketball, the St. Louis University Billikens play tomorrow at 1 o'clock against George Mason. Billikens head coach Travis Ford says it's time for his team to find a way to start doing the things that'll make them a winning team. We're to the point of the year that your positives got to highly outweigh your negatives. Can't be kind of equal. That won't cut it. Like, can't be really, really good and do some stuff that's not so good. Too many mistakes on both ends combined with just not playing with the speed and toughness that you got to play with. And the Missouri Tigers are in action tomorrow as well. High noon tip-off when they host Georgia the Bulldogs. That's sports. I'm Jared Pettis. Join Faith Cowboy Church in Deloge January 13th for Packin' for Packs and help give back to the kids in our community. Your generous donations of any amount make a significant impact. Faith Cowboy Church in Deloge is also in need of volunteers to make this event a success. Come be a part of something special. Your support and time can make a difference in a child's life. For more information, contact Pastor Ron Rothlisberg with Faith Cowboy Church in Deloge. Gather your friends and get to the Sand Trap in Park Hills. It's the Parkland's premier indoor golf club. Enjoy a cold beverage and a burger and fries while playing in one of their three PGA Indoors golf simulators. 
It's a unique indoor golf experience you don't want to miss. You can book your tee time online at sandtrapigc.com or just stop by, order something from the menu, and jump in for a round or two. The Sandtrap Indoor Golf Club located on Strauss Drive in Park Hills. 723 from KFMO. Stay tuned. Up next, we're going to feature the last final segment of the year in review 2023. The top news stories from KFMO for that year. From our news department, KFMO V104 News. You'll want to hear that. It's next at AM 1240. Missed any of the start? We have another special guest on the line with us. Well, now you can hear it anytime, anywhere. Send straight to your phone. Subscribe to The Start on AM 1240 KFMO Podcast. You'll hear all the best The Start has to offer. Missouri 8th District United States Congressman Jason Smith. Even if you sleep in a little bit later. It's time for another Missouri State Legislative Report. Subscribe today to The Start from AM 1240 KFMO with Apple and Spotify Podcasts. It's time for the Year in Review, a look at the stories from the KFMOB 104 newsroom that made 2023 a memorable year in the parkland. I'm News Director Mike Ramsey reporting the news for October, November, and December from KFMOB 104 News. Investigators with the Farmington Police Department continued to look into the discovery of credit card skimming devices on gas pumps at Casey's General Store located at 84 South Henry Street in October. The skimmer devices were discovered August 28th, and police say several persons of interest had been identified and leads were actively being pursued to develop the case. Information from Farmington Police indicated they were working to establish a timeline of how long the skimming devices were in place and how many victims had their information compromised. Victims reported their compromised cards were used fraudulently in the Kansas City metro area between August 28th and September 6th. Members of the Missouri House of Representatives were honoring Odal Media Group operating as KFMO and B-104 radio stations with a special resolution in October. The state representative of the 117th District, Mike Henderson, said they wanted to recognize our group for several accomplishments, including KFMO's Station of the Year Award from the Missouri Broadcasters Association. The station received the award for the outstanding Station of the Year in the small market category, and they also Best Promotional Certificate of Merit for play-by-play during the annual Missouri Broadcasters Association. So I think it's important that we recognize some of these businesses and individuals. KFMO's being named Station of the Year marks the first of its kind in the state of Missouri, reflecting the station's unwavering dedication to providing exceptional programming and service to our audience. Odal Media Group extends heartfelt appreciation to the Missouri House of Representatives and the Missouri Broadcasters Association for their recognition and support, and to you, our loyal listener, and the entire community for continued patronage and support. The Homestead Restaurant at Bon Terre closed in October after a fire that produced minimal damage to the structure. Big River Bon Terre Fire Chief David Pratt said they were paged out at 11.42 p.m. with a warning of flames coming through the roof, yet upon arrival, only smoke was coming out. Had some vents that had uh, melted. The guys entered the front of the structure. Within about five minutes of being on the scene, they'd made an initial hit, come back with a report of fire knock, uh, then it was all clean up and mutual aid companies coming in. We finished laying a line in, put the ladder truck up in case, you know, there was any failures. Pratt also said it's expected the owners would be able to rebuild the structure and reopen the restaurant. No injuries were reported as a result of that fire. 
If you smoke marijuana in Farmington, there were a few new additional regulations after city council members approved an ordinance prohibiting the smoking or consumption of marijuana in public spaces in the town in October. City Administrator Greg Beavers told us when the use of recreational marijuana was approved, the state left cities the capability to enact certain local regulations on the drug. Our police chief here a couple months ago started getting some complaints from a few of our local businesses about the odor from smokable marijuana outside their places of business and wanted to know if the city could do something about it. We couldn't at the time. We also wanted to make sure that we restricted the use of recreational marijuana in our park facilities as we do alcohol and other uh, substances of that nature. In other news, the permit allowing next-gen silica to mine sand in St. Genevieve County was pulled by officials with the Missouri Court of Appeals in October. The court agreed with regulators from the Missouri Mining Commission who said next-gen's application to mine 250 acres near Highway 32 was incomplete. Those who live near the mine area were against allowing NextGen to mine sand, fearing the operation would destroy land near Hawn State Park and also pollute the area's water systems. Harps Food Store's Banner 10 Box Cost Plus Food Store is now open in Bonterre. They had a grand opening in October for the newest location. The Bonterre Chamber of Commerce simultaneously held a ribbon cutting alongside 10 Box staff and corporate employees. Harps Chairman and CEO Kim Eskew talked to those gathered about the importance of the concept of cost plus savings for the community. We thought, well, that would be good for a lot of the markets that we operate stores in where people don't have a lot of money. Buying groceries and eating at home is expensive. We want them to be able to offer the lowest possible prices, and so uh, we came up uh, with the name Tin Box. We add 10% to the price that we have on the shelf, and it really will save you money. Harps Food Stores, an employee-owned company, has grown to employ over 7,200 associates and operate more than 145 stores in six states, including Arkansas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Mississippi, Louisiana, and Kansas. The Bonterre location is open at 50 Berry Road. Despite many international distractions, the impeachment inquiry continued for President Joe Biden. Missouri United States 8th District Congressman Jason Smith said in the last few weeks they've released over 700 pages of new documents that were brought to light by two IRS whistleblowers showing the Biden family's ties to foreign interests. And these IRS whistleblowers have highlighted additional items where the Biden family has had business contacts in more than 23 different nations where they've had over $20 million come into the Biden family from associations in Ukraine, China, Russia, Romania. According to Smith, the information given to the committee clearly highlighted President Biden didn't just know of his son's business dealings, he was connected to them and benefited from them as well. A man who's a St. Francis County EMT from Park Hills, 52-year-old Terry Leach, and two of his colleagues were suffering injuries after an ambulance crash that took place in November, just before 4 o'clock that afternoon, it happened. It happened in Bonterre, and Highway Patrol reports show the ambulance was on an emergency run headed east on Highway 47 at the intersection with Raider Road. The front of a pickup driven north by 68-year-old Angela L. Barton of Bonterre struck the right side of the ambulance. It rolled over and crashed into a van 
driven west by 58-year-old Monica L. Nelson of Bonterre. Leach received moderate injuries. The driver of the ambulance, 28-year-old EMT Michaela C. Pat of Farmington, and another EMT who was a passenger, 30-year-old Felicia M. Hedrick of Deloge, received minor injuries. Leach, Pat, and Hedrick were all taken to Parkland Health Center for treatment at Farmington. They were all wearing safety devices when that crash took place. Two men, 41-year-old Jared Luther Owens of Farmington and 49-year-old Jason William Wallace of St. Clair were facing charges of obstruction of law enforcement during a civil disorder and assault on law enforcement with a dangerous or deadly weapon in connection to the January 6th Capitol incident in Washington, D.C. They were also charged with six misdemeanors in connection to the incident. Video showed Owens and Wallace attended the Stop the Steal rally near the Capitol. They they then walked to a restricted area of the Capitol and were captured on video screaming at police, attacking barriers and breaching police lines. The pair were in court on charges in November. Administrators with the Space Museum and Grissom Center at Bonterre were still working on putting together a rocketry club in November. The director of the Space Museum, Earl Mullins, said there would be a minimal cost to join the program to pay for rocket kit supplies. The adults enjoy that too, and it's a very family-friendly thing, and it teaches some great science. That's a very minimal expense. Uh, it really depends on how involved they want to get. We're not going to be making anything out of that. It's just strictly to pay for the kits, and etc. And Mullen said if you had any questions about the club or the museum, to call him at 573-358-1200. There were more charges coming out of Iron County in connection to a kidnapping case involving Iron County Sheriff Jeff Burkett, former deputies Chase Bresnahan and Matt Kozad, and Iron County resident Donald Rick Gaston. It's alleged the men were involved in a scheme in February to kidnap Gaston's children from their mother following a domestic dispute. Three additional felony charges of tampering with a judicial officer and three new misdemeanors of second-degree stalking have been leveled against Burkhead and Bresnahan after allegedly harassing and intimidating a judicial officer. According to the CaseNet website, Burkett's wife, Trudy, was arrested last week and charged with tampering with physical evidence in a felony prosecution in connection to the case. Missouri State Representative of the 117th District, Mike Henderson, announced he'd run for election to the state Senate in the 3rd District in the 2024 elections. Henderson made the announcement this month, and he said he decided to run for District 3's Senate seat because he carries shared values with those he would represent. I know the community, I know the area, and I know what's important to the people. They don't want more government. They want less government in their lives on a daily basis. They want their taxes lowered. They don't want to keep paying higher taxes. They feel like they're under pressure already from inflation. I've lived there for over 40 years, and I think I think the same way they do about how government should function, and I, I'd like to continue to fight for government to function the correct way. That's the Parklands News for the months of October, November, and December of 2023, our year in review from KFMO and B104 News. I'm Mike Ramsey reporting for KFMO B104 News. As always, check the website kfmo.com. Whatever the need, a new trailer to haul your lawn equipment, power sports vehicles, or heavy machinery, Bark Trailers in Farmington has the trailer to get the job done. Tandem 16-foot utility trailers with gate are just $37.90 or 12-foot with gate for just $19.90. And Bark has a 20-foot tilt deck to haul that heavy equipment for just $9,200. For the best selection and best deals, head to Bark Trailers, Highway 67 North, Farmington. 
It's just about time for a newscast. We'll have that for you next on KFMO. Weather is brought to you by Kitchell Accounting and Tax Service in Ironton. It's never too early to start crunching those numbers, downloading those forms, and organizing all those receipts you put in your shoebox. Getting frustrated yet? Yeah. Try crunching this number, 573-546-3104. Accountant Stephanie Kitchell with Kitchell Accounting and Tax Service in Ironton. Year-round for tax and business consulting, accounting, and bookkeeping, and payroll. Crunch that number one more time, 573-546-3104. A trusted name in the Arcadia Valley area, Kitchell Accounting and Tax Service in Ironton. Pretty quiet start to the day as we head through the afternoon, though we have a chance of a few snow showers. High temperatures this afternoon right around 40. We could see some slippery road conditions, especially as we get through the overnight hours. A rain-snow mix possible. We drop down into the lower 30s, so we could see some icy spots developing. Just be extra careful. A slim chance of a rain shower on Saturday, mid-40s. Sunday, the sun's back with us, our high near 45. From the Parkland's 24-hour weather center, I'm meteorologist Sally Russell. Local news you can trust. This is the Parkland's Freedom Leader, AM 1240 KFMO. Here's Mike Ramsey. Good morning. It's Friday, January 5th, and it's 7.35 from KFMO. Be sure to stay tuned to this newscast. We are going to talk about the North County School District's new JAG program and a weather situation could be brewing. Meteorologists with the National Weather Service say there's a chance of several inches of snow next week around Tuesday. A meteorologist with the St. Louis Office of the Weather Service, Chris Kimball, tells us whether or not we get snow in the parkland depends on what direction the storm takes as it moves through Missouri. So uh, on Tuesday, that's when we're expecting the, the main impacts from the next system. Um, again, whether that's rain or snow will depend on the ultimate track. It does look like someone in our region will get significant snow from this. According to Kimball, snow amounts could be anywhere from three to six inches, although the precipitation could turn out to be mostly rain. The North County School District's new JAG program, or Jobs for America's Graduates, tries to look for talent in students and guide them into certain opportunities. The district's high school principal, Dr. Ryan Long, says the program pulls students and members of the business community together for a look at possible career paths and more. Soft skills training, a lot of those types of things that may be able to tap into some potential that maybe um, they, uh, they even themselves may not even be aware of. And then to try to uh, plug them in situations either with team building, exposure to different career paths, and to, to try to, um, again, find opportunities that they, uh, they may want to explore in the future. Long adds they've had the year's first inductions for students in the JAG program. Funding for JAG has come from the state. That's news from KFMO. Stick around. We have sports next with Jared Pettis. And be sure to check the website, too. That's KFMO.com. It's time for a look at sports. I'm Jared Pettis on the local site Girls Basketball Thursday from Bismarck as the Lady Indians played host to the Valley Catholic Lady Warriors in an MAAA small school showdown. And our own Glenn Berry has the recap of a broadcast game from Bismarck. The Valley Catholic Lady Warriors and the Bismarck Lady Indians squared off in an MAAA small school conference matchup on Thursday night in Bismarck. Valley used a hectic offense and a quick defense to hold off several Bismarck rallies and take the victory 41-33. to Valley's offense, as Coach Brian Bowman describes it, wins games in an ugly fashion, causing the opposition to turn the ball over and wearing them down with their speed. On Thursday night, they did just that, controlling the boards early, causing 22 Bismarck turnovers and leaving a Bismarck team too tired to even shoot free throws. 
Bismarck did lead 13-10 after one, but Valley took the lead in the second and never relinquished it, winning it 41-33. After the game, Valley head coach Brian Bowman talked about the ugly way that Valley chalks up the wins. How many missed shots do we have within five feet? Yeah. You know, we're going to have that. Uh, we're going to have silly turnovers and stuff like that. But at the same time, we're going to keep coming. We're going to keep coming at people. We got a lot of athleticism. We got a lot of legs. We got a lot of youth or whatever, so we can get people in and out. So, yeah, it, our games aren't going to be pretty, but we're not going anywhere. We're, 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 we're going to be on them all game long. And I think that helped tonight. I, th- I really think we kind of wore them down a little bit. We had the bigger bench, the deeper bench and stuff like that, and we told them that at halftime. Bismarck head coach Tory Cato said it was all about rebounding last night. Valley Catholic did a great job attacking the boards. Um, we just literally could not take a single play off, even take advantage of the ball at our hip. They were hungry for that, and I think really that was a big difference maker for us because they got a lot of second and third chances, and we just could not seem to secure rebounds. Um, we didn't get very many second and third chances, and that's really not normal. Usually Alyssa Brake and Ashley Hawkins pretty much own the boards, um, but tonight they just they really battled, Valley did, down low, and it really hurt us, and I think that kind of took us a little bit out of our element. Here's an interesting stat. Both teams finished with 32 rebounds. However, most of Bismarck's numbers came later in the game as they fought to catch up. Their free throw shooting also left much to be desired, shooting only 5 of 20 from the line. Valley Catholic was led in scoring by Brooklyn Wybrick. She had 13. She added 10 rebounds for the double-double. Madeline Grifford finished with 11, and Addison Wybrick added 6. Bismarck was led in scoring by Alyssa Brake with 10. She also had 10 rebounds for the double-double. Haley Dickey had 8, and the usual leading scorer, Ashley Hawkins, was held to 6. Bismarck plays West County next week, while Valley takes on St. Vincent on Monday. Once again, Valley Catholic wins it 41-33 over Bismarck to improve to 10-3 overall, 2-0 in MAAA small school conference play, while Bismarck drops to 6-3, 0-1 in conference play. For KFMO B104 Sports, I'm Glenn Berry. Glenn, thanks. Other girls basketball action from Thursday. Arcadia Valley was at home against Jefferson. The Lady Blue Jays beat the Lady Tigers 54-49, while the Central Lady Rebels traveled to West County and beat the Lady Bulldogs 75-40. The Farmington Knights topped Dexter 81-57, and the North County Lady Raiders fall on their home floor to the Jackson Lady Indians 60-37, and the Potosi Lady Trojans were at home against Sullivan and the Lady Trojans win it 57-36. Boys basketball in a small school conference game, Arcadia Valley and Valley Catholic. It was at Valley Catholic High School, and Arcadia Valley wins it 69-64. Coming up today on the local side, boys basketball, a broadcast game from West County as the Bulldogs play host to the Kingston Cougars and a small school showdown on the boys' side today. Large school conference play, Potosi is at Central while Fredericktown hosts Farmington and the North County Raiders travel to St. Genevieve and take on the Dragons. And the St. Paul Lutheran Giants host St. Pius. And in the Bourbon Championship game tonight, the top seed Vienna goes up against the two seed Valley Caledonia. That one tips off at 8.30. Again, our broadcast tonight, Kingston at West County. You can hear it on AM 1240 KFMO with pregame starting at 7, tip-off at 7.30. You can also tune in on the app on your mobile device. That's the KFMO app and online at kfmosports.com.
From there to the ice at Enterprise Center and NHL, the St. Louis Blues beat the Vancouver Canucks in their final home game before a one-game road trip out east in Carolina on Saturday. Alex Ferrario has the recap from yesterday's action between the Blues and Canucks. The Blues returned to action after four days off to take on the first place Vancouver Canucks. They would score the first goal of the game less than two minutes in. Connor Garland beating Jordan Bennington, but then from there it was all St. Louis. No goals scored the rest of that first period. The Blues would score first. Colton Pareko's seventh goal of the season less than five minutes into the second period. The Blues would outshoot the Canucks in the second and third period 21 to 17 and then Robert Thomas would get the game winner the night he was named an all-star his 16th goal of the season to beat Thatcher Demko and the Vancouver Canucks. A 2-1 final score as the Blues move to 19-17-1 on the year. They'll be back at it on Saturday with a road matchup against the Carolina Hurricanes. 7 o'clock puck drop, 6.30 pregame skate on the St. Louis Blues Radio Network. Alex, thanks. Blues goaltender Jordan Bennington says the team will need to win tight games like last night to have success this season. We've kind of been committing to a way, a strong way to play and um, putting ourselves in these tight games where we can come up and come out with points, and I think that's what we're working towards. So tonight, you know, tight game to the end, and then uh, Robbie Thomas and Scotty Scotty P throw a huge play in there and put us up top. So um, it's what you like to see, right? Just just hard hard battle games. In other NHL news, it was announced on Thursday the players that will be named to the All-Star rosters. One from each team was selected, and the Blues representative, it's center Robert Thomas. Here's interim head coach Drew Bannister on center Robert Thomas being named to the All-Star team. Well-deserved. Uh, since I've been here, he, he's been an outstanding player for us and has seen some real tough minutes, and he seems to be thriving and getting better on it. And at every, every game, he's He's continuing to to push himself and push his teammates, um, you know, so excited for him. And Robert Thomas spoke after the game after being named to the All-Star team this year. I wouldn't be there without my teammates. They uh, got me to the point I am this year, and uh, it's a pretty special accomplishment for me, uh, especially going back to Toronto. It'll be uh, pretty special, and my family and friends are pretty pumped. Coach Bannister again, what is he seeing from center Robert Thomas that is making him an elite NHL player? He's becoming a more mature professional hockey player and understanding what he needs to do as a player uh, to give our team an opportunity of success and it's I think the the offensive side comes very easy to him um, obviously he has to work at it but he sees the ice so well um, you know he's shooting the puck a lot more like he's built that into his game. The Blues are back at it on Saturday when they travel to Carolina and take on the Hurricanes. Coverage starts at 6.30 on B104.3, puck drop at 7. The Blues will then return home to Enterprise Center Tuesday and play the Florida Panthers. NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs wrap up their regular season Sunday in Los Angeles against the Chargers. 2 o'clock pregame on KFMO, kickoff at 3.25. And NCAA basketball, the St. Louis University Billikens play tomorrow at 1 o'clock against George Mason. Billikens head coach Travis Ford says it's time for his team to find a way to start doing the things that'll make them a winning team. We're to the point of the year that your positives got to highly outweigh your negatives. Can't be kind of equal. That won't cut it. Like, can't be really, really good and do some stuff that's not so good. Too many mistakes on both ends combined with just not playing with the speed and toughness that you got to play with. And the Missouri Tigers are in action tomorrow as well. High noon tip-off when they host Georgia the Bulldogs. That's sports. I'm Jared Pettis.
We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we're for the people of Missouri, in good times and in bad. We're for Missouri families and Missouri communities. We're for giving back to those communities and lifting people up. And when Missouri weather rips through our state, we're for helping put back the pieces. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and if you live in Missouri, we're for you. See Mike Sansagra at 1011 St. Jen Avenue in Farmington and Jonathan Steffen at 234 State Street in Deloge. Have an automotive issue? Let the experts take care of it for you. Wade's Auto Service is a full-service shop serving the Farmington area since 2015. Wade's Auto Service in Farmington is locally owned and operated, and because they want to be your first choice for all of your auto service and repair needs, they warranty all of their work with a two-year, 24,000-mile part and labor warranty. They stand behind their work. To schedule an appointment, simply give them a call, 573-664-1302. Shop local, buy local, save it's not every day you can save money. Oh, wait, you can. Hi, Jenny here from Big Deals. When you shop Big Deals, you'll save money every day on dozens of gift certificates from local businesses like these. Colton Steakhouse, Paw Fiction Pet Grooming, Charlie's Mowing Service, and Snow Removal, and the Oasis Christian Bookstore and Gifts. They're all part of our Big Deals. Well, you'll want to stay tuned to KFMO. We have the Career Connection next, and then we're going to jump right into an interview with the state representative of the 118th District, Representative Mike McGurl. He's standing by on the phone lines, and that'll officially kick off our legislative reports for the uh, session that got underway this Wednesday. Stay tuned. It's time now for your B104.3 and KFMO Career Connection, heard twice daily to provide you with career opportunities. The City of Farmington is hiring an evening shift and weekend custodian for the Civic Center. Starting pay for the position is $13.50 per hour. Apply online at farmington-mo.gov or at 110 West Columbia Street, Farmington. The City of Farmington is hiring a code and zoning enforcement inspector. The position enforces city zoning and property maintenance regulations and nuisance ordinances. Starting pay is $16 per hour. Apply online at farmington-mo.gov or at 110 West Columbia Street, Farmington. If you are a business seeking employees and wish to be on during the Career Connection, contact our business office at 431-6350. For more information on Career Connection postings, go to kfmo.com or b104fm.com. Looking for great quality, great prices, and great customer service? Hi, I'm Trent Cuiava, owner of Cornerstone Furniture and Mattress, located in Park Hills, formerly Patsy's Furniture. I personally invite you to stop by and check out our showroom where we offer top brands such as Ashley, Smith Brothers, Fusion, Kimball Mattresses, and more. At Cornerstone Furniture and Mattress, you'll get free delivery and setup. Financing options are available. Stop by and see us. And find us on Facebook, Cornerstone Furniture and Mattress, where we turn your house into a home. It's the start from KFMO AM 1240. The time is 7.50. It's time for our first official legislative interview of the session, which began this past Wednesday. Let's go to the phone lines and visit with the state representative of the 118th District. It's Mike McGurl. He's on the phone lines. Good morning, Representative. How are you today? Oh, good morning. Just a little frosty, but uh, and uh, I hear we might get some snow, so that'll be a new experience. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It looks like uh, I talked to the National Weather Service yesterday, a guy named Chris Kimball, and he says 
that uh, Tuesday is going to be the day we get it if we do, and it could be three to six inches. So at least we have some kind of an idea what's coming, maybe. Yes, yes. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Look out for the grocery aisles, right? Yeah, Uh, that's right. Uh, Yeah, they'll swamp the stores now. Yep, there won't be any milk and bread left to save save anything. Well, let's talk about uh, what happened so far in the legislative session. I realize it's just, you know, the first few days of the session, so I guess uh, are you introducing bills at this time? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, we had, uh, matter of fact, uh, has a total, uh, we're probably uh, close to 800 pre-filed bills. And, uh, yes, uh, I had introduced, uh, well, a couple of them. Uh, one, I want to address uh, uh, private pensions because last year uh, we did a, a bill, Senate Bill 190, which uh, exempted Social Security uh, from Missouri taxation, in addition, all public pensions. And so consequently, uh, I've got a bill. I uh, filed it again this year. I got it uh, to the Senate committee last year, but time ran out before I could get it heard on the floor over there. And so consequently, it would just double the deduction uh, for private pensions uh, currently from uh, from six to 12000 and so, and in addition, I've, I've uh, filed a bill for a circuit breaker, which is to give relief to uh, individuals who are uh, disabled or 65 or older uh, on their real estate tax. And in addition, uh, uh, Mike, we're going to have uh, we're going to have some uh, taxes uh, bills this year, probably dealing with personal property tax again. I'm sure. So, uh, you know. There will be a lot of topics. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, oh, about 800 pre-filed bills. Um, I don't know if this is a fair question or not, but uh, how many of those do you kind of think would actually get to the floor to be talked about? Probably it, probably anywhere from, from 60 to 80 of them. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's amazing. I mean, there there has to, you know, we have to have a way to funnel things down when people come in with ideas to the session every year, don't we? Yeah, yes. Now, that doesn't mean that more of them won't get heard. What happens sometimes is uh, you may have a bill that is uh, subject-related to another bill that's being heard on the floor, and you can amend that bill, you know, if it's approved by the, by the vote, uh, by the floor. So there'll be, you know, there'll be several more of them. But as far as uh, a bill, a number of bills, I would guess anywhere from 60 to 80. Now, uh, the session, the first official week starts Monday. Uh, What will be happening? I guess just business as usual and everyone hits the ground running? Well, it uh, we will start with some committee hearings next week. Uh, the speaker has already assigned uh, bills out uh, to committees, and so consequently, we should start the hearings uh, next week. Because you know, when you, because one week you hear the bill, and then the next week you do what's called exempted out of committee. So we can't we couldn't get any bills to the floor for probably till the third week. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like a busy legislative session coming up, and uh, with the uh, with the increase in the budget that we saw, uh, this is such a big budget we've had in Missouri for the the one that was approved recently, the latest. Uh, 
how's that affected measures people are bringing in? Are you seeing more? Yes, uh, you know, because I don't believe it, it's going to be as large because, number one, uh, revenues have kind of slowed some. Uh, I mean, we still have a surplus, but, uh, but it's still uh, you're probably not going to see the kind of budgets that we have had the last two years. Yeah, they were. I forget. Uh, Dale Wright, Representative Wright, was talking with us one time and told us how how tall the budget was. <laughs> Just oh, it's tall. <laughs> the the amount of pages, how high they stacked, you know, was just incredible. Well, it sounds like you have an interesting session coming up, uh, Representative. Is there anything you want to mention about the uh, coming week or the session? Uh, anything? Do you think that's a initiative petition, for instance? Do you think that'll be an issue this year? Well, we have made it one of our uh, object, uh, you know, uh, priorities to to pass an initiative petition. You know, there's just various variations of it, and so consequently, we have to look at trying to get the one that we believe would have the best ability to pass. You know, because Ohio had one, and it went down. You know, uh, like. 57 to 43 or something so you got to make it that you're because we're not trying to take away people's voice to be able to change things because in our initiative petition bills if we pass a bill you can still change that at 50 percent plus one it's only initiative petitions that change our constitution that we would like to see that increase uh to a higher level than 50 percent Right. I, I think the problem had been, uh, if I remember correctly, in the past few years, we'd seen uh, other people's money coming into our state trying to change our Constitution. Oh, they, uh, yes, and that's, and that's something that, you know, that you can't prohibit. Uh, but, you know, you just got to have people realize that, you know, this is out-of-state interest that's in here trying to buy their way into Missouri. Mm-hmm. What did you think about uh, the governor's executive order on uh foreign adversaries purchasing land in the state i understand there was at least a little bit of a cap on that anyway the yeah and you know i don't know you know you know i do agree we don't need uh you know foreign adversaries buying property close to our uh, uh military bases but you know we had uh we had a good bill last year uh that we passed out of the house and basically, we didn't hurt our friends. And I'm talking about Israel or European nations. It would have just directed basically towards four countries and that to keep them from purchasing property in the state. Well, Representative, is there uh, anything else you'd like to mention to us today before we let you go? Uh, no, I, uh, just that, uh, you know, we get started. You know, I uh, encourage people to to stay aware of what's going on because, you know, sometimes some of these bills that do get through uh, may not be, you know, uh, exactly what we would want. And so it's always best to be able to to, to uh, approach that and fix that before they actually get out. I agree 100 percent. Representative McGurl, thanks for being with us today. It's always fun to talk with you, and I really appreciate your taking time to talk with us here on KFMO. Thanks again. Well, yes, well, thank you, and uh, you have a good day, and and uh, hopefully uh, don't get snowed in too bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
Sure do. Well, thanks a lot. We'll talk to you soon. That's Representative Mike McGurl here on AM 1240 KFMO. And coming up in a few seconds, we've got CBS Worldwide News. It's next. And it's 8 o'clock from AM 1240. AM 1240 KFMO, the Parkland's Freedom Leader. Park Hills, Deloge, Fredericktown. We the people.